This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. It's a sad day. We've all had a, a week to mourn. Troy honors the life of a trusted friend. All right, so you, you, you bury it. You say your prayers. It? Really? <laughs> but the bereaved must carry on. South we go. Agreed. South it is. Until a baffling mystery. You do not see any temple or any village. What? Uh, and a shocking revelation. Oh my god! <laughs> stops the journey in its tracks. Well, end of the line. <laughs> yeah, really. Time to turn home. The adventure gets impossible. Even this is an amazing role-playing moment here. This is absurd! Right now. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, T-Razzle-Dazzle, as no one calls me. Troy the Valley coming at you, lover of animal companions far and wide. Oh, man. I know you guys are mad at me, but what can I do? I've got a story to tell, and I've got to put my PCs in impossible situations sometimes. I know. It sucks. Who'd have thunk that there would be so much outpouring of love and affection for a fictional bear that we haven't seen in 30-plus episodes. Well, rest in peace, Barry. We hardly knew ye. I can't believe that we are just about a week away from my first Gen Con. From everything I've read, Gen Con is just overwhelming, and I, for one, cannot wait to be overwhelmed. I want a game. I want to meet people. I want to hang out. I want to play games that I've never played before. I, I just, I can't even wait. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm excited. And I can't wait to meet all of you guys as well. Hopefully, everybody can come to our event. Uh, if you got one of the tickets, that's six to eight on Thursday night, the first night of Gen Con. Make sure you come out to that. And you know what? If you didn't get a ticket, come by anyways. Because for one thing, most people don't show up to things they get tickets for, especially if the tickets are free. And secondly, maybe we can just cram everybody in there and break all the fire codes, cause a big uproar, and uh, then people will be like, what is this glass cannon podcast? So make sure you come to that. And then we're all going to walk over to Slippery Noodle afterwards and stay there until the police come. So please come out to those events. And then Friday morning, if you got one of the tickets to our PFS games. Uh, a lot of you are wondering, well, how's this going to work? Well, these are unsanctioned games. We're not running with your characters or anything like that. We're going to hand out fourth level pregens for you to play. And Grant, Joe, Skid, and myself are all running the same scenario with a couple interesting twists. And we're just going to randomly put people at tables and sit down and start gaming. So all you need to do is show up with a pencil, some dice, and your imagination. And we're going to have a good time. Make sure you follow us on social media because Facebook and Twitter is where we're going to post what we're doing, when we're doing it, where it's happening. So if you're there live, you can be like, oh my God, I got to run over to this building in order to see my good buddy Troy. So make sure you follow us there. And speaking of social media, if you saw yesterday, we launched a brand new contest where we're looking for designers to design an original Keswick family crest. We put up a very mundane version of the crest and we want to see where the artists are out there who can take that crest to the next level to be used on future glass cannon merchandise. So uh, get submitting. I can't wait to see what you got. Guys, I've got nothing left to say. I have characters and animal companions to kill, so I can't waste time in this intro. Here she is, episode 115, and I'll see you at Gen Con. Back in episode... 50. 
as the party mourned the death of a witch and a wolverine and then went deeper into the vault of thorns the friendly little bear cub popped up soon thereafter they'd meet a girl stuck in a tree but that little bear cub ended up being a friend to many not just lork but i think you could say that bear touched the lives of everyone he came in contact with sure he had some controversial views <laughs> <laughs> But now is neither the time nor place to judge his character. Because at the end of the day, he was there for you when you needed him. And he was there for a little crooning to lift your spirits from time to time. And And for a lot of staying out of combat. For a lot of, yes. Barry, stay. Nobody stayed like Barry. But now... I hate you all. <laughs> Barry Connick Jr. is dead. <sighs> it's a sad day. We've all had a, a week to mourn. Joe, are you? How are you feeling now? Are you still uh, violently upset with me? No, I'm feeling better. I'm yeah. feeling better. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm repurposing that anger into looking forward, looking for what's going to be great coming up. Good. Good. <laughs> Use your anger. <laughs> All of your Repurpose your anger. Repurpose your- <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I mean, I think everybody's smarting. The listeners. I was thinking, like, like obviously, Sir Will uh, had his moment there, but Sir Will doesn't know Barry. You know what I mean? Della and Baron are going to be the ones most affected by this. So I'm not going to do too much bullshit up front. Sure, sure. I mean, I understand that, but also don't don't under don't, don't underestimate the capacity of Sir Will's tiny heart for love. And you know, as a paladin, he former. he hates former, killing things. Former, former, excuse me. Former. Excuse me. He got something back. He got something back, baby. So so you're basically a glorified masseuse now that you can lay on hands? Is that what you are? I'm just saying you don't have to know Barry to feel bad about Barry. Sure. I mean, if you want to be a pissing contest about who feels worse. I think Barry feels the worst. Then, yeah, I would say Barry would be up top. Well, he can't feel anymore, though. And then Della Baron and Sir Will all feel the same. So we never realized that it was him. Or did we? Well, at the end, you found a locket. With a black arrow on oh, it. Oh, that's right. And then Dell and Baron immediately knew. Right. So we, let's just go right into this moment of Sir Will, you know, over the body. Dell and Baron having their moment of recognition of who this is. And as Sir Will leans over the deceased body, he feels a glowing heavenly power in his hands. Well, everything's better now. It's like thrilling for Sir Will. I mean, that is crazy. There's this like connection again to to his deity. I mean, it's got to be an actual it's like seeing an actual physical manifestation of the yeah. grace of your own God. It's right. Gotta be. And then and then feeling it and having it come at this time at this creature. You know, after coming out of all those dark tunnels and getting away from the cathedral and everything, I think that he's. I mean, he's overwhelmed with the. the 
euphoria, I, I think, of, of that feeling of connection to, to your God. And Barry helped to facilitate that in, in a way. And I think it's just because Sir Will came to a realization looking at him about creatures that are taken in by evil. This is what can happen. And, and corrupted. is Exactly. Corrupted by evil. And he sees the path that he was heading down or could be heading down. And he, this is what he's trying to avoid. And he knows how difficult it is. But this is such a, such a, a moment of clarity for him feeling that connection to his God come from this bear. There's something special about this bear to him at this moment. What is Della feeling in all this? Because what I just heard is selfishness. No, what I, what I just heard was kind of a description of what's happening to Della happened to this poor bear in a way. Do you see it that way? Not at all. No, I mean, you don't see Della as being corrupted. I don't see her working for a master that did, did some sort of corrupting. Sure, sure, sure. I well, how she feel about Barry? I mean, how she feel about Barry is? I mean, I don't. I think she's very upset. Like I, I, I can't remember how much I got into this last week, but I mean, how many years and years and years of unending day was were, was Barry one of the only creatures that Della could ta- see? I talked about a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, she, he was one of your few companions. Yeah, for. However many years, however many, however how many centuries, whatever it was, we yeah. don't know. She spent down there. If Barry was also there that whole time, right? Well, he's only a cub, right? But was he like frozen in time the way you were? Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I think she's. I mean, he could have been. He had a lot of time to like read Lyndon Larouche pamphlets and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. And you know you were a different person then when you first when you were with Lork and you were with Baron and Galabras. Obviously, the influence of Galabras had its yeah. mark on you, um, and so this has to it has to bring you back a little bit. I would think, yeah, mentally. Just do you feel nostalgia? What do you feel? Sadness? Do you I feel think, bad for Lork? Yeah, I mean, yes. But I think she just feels just an unbearable, unbearable grief for Barry. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean the, the the fact that he's all not only has he been retrained and brainwashed for evil, but he's also like, as we point out, like been tortured, yeah, brutalized and starved. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you think you're going to tell Lork? Oh, absolutely not. What about you, Baron? Now, Baron, you've you've been there since the beginning with him as well. You've seen people in this group come and go. Are you going to tell Lork? Does he deserve that the knowledge? The thing that complicates it for me is that I'm not sure how he's going to take it based on his curse. And he's going to take it as another sign that the curse is real. And I hope it wouldn't make him lose hope. Um, but I, I think, I think we're talking about a little bit. Um, I think he may have already felt, you know, in a forced like way, Barry's spirit leaving the world. Um, so I think as an inquisitor who's always out there for the truth, um, the truth shall set ye free, no matter how painful it may be. I think I'll, I'll tell him. What could it help? Uh, it's not my place to, you know, 
It's happened. It's done. We don't know the circumstances by which they parted either. It's true. Right. I'm sure there was a little talk of what went down, but he didn't have a ton of time to get into a lot of detail. You guys only really spent that one night together yeah. up uh, in the dragon's roost. I, I think it might motivate him, and it might, you know, getting... To walk again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to kill Nestor? No. no, but it'll, it'll, it'll motivate him perhaps to hold on to get a, a sense of... Ven- I'm hoping it'll give him a sense of vengeance that won't get too evil and into demon's blood like Della. But um, maybe it'll just give him something to hold on to so he can eventually get revenge once we have healing capacity to... Or, you know, someone who's really good with wood shaving so he can get wooden feet and he can clop around or something. Prosthetics. Imagine on the other side of the valley. Oh, by the way, like while everyone's standing around mourning and realizing what's happening, Nestor kind of comes up and says, oh, sorry, excuse me, and he comes up and like pulls his arrows out of the bear. <laughs> so, no, carry on. Just go get these. I, I snapped them already. In oh, last, you did? Yeah, last episode. Oh, okay. So I, you owe me for those arrows, by the way. <laughs> I know everyone's mourning. It's a bear or whatever, but... Those are like there's like five silver pieces each or something. Della reaches like just like reaches down into her, her pocket and just like throws the silver in, in, at his head. Oh, you know what? I can get the arrowhead still. Those are the best part, so I still win. <laughs> oh my god! Those are the best part. <laughs> so now I imagine on the other side of the valley, through the dark passage out and under the gate surrounding the cathedral of Minder Hall in this invisible sanctuary that's been created sits Pembroke, Lork, Aram, and Ymir. And Rasmataz. And Rasmataz. <laughs> how, how could you forget? And Aram puts his hand on Ymir's leg. It's like, brother, there's something wrong with the half-orc. And Pembroke, you hear this as well. And Lork, you just feel this pain out of nowhere hit you right between your heart and your solar plexus. Like something has been ripped from you. (gasps) (sighs) Pembroke comes over and says, My friend, are you in pain? What's happened? I don't know. Ow. My chest... Something's wrong. Something might be wrong with the group. I can't explain it. It struck me like... Like some sort of providence. Something, something's happening. We can't continue to lay around here. We have to get moving somehow, but damn it. Damn it. It's all right. It's all right. They can take care of themselves. It'll be all right. We need to find a way to get you well, my friend. And then... Then we shall have vengeance. These exercises you've been having me do, they're not... They're not working. We're not making any progress. Patience. I know it is difficult. My friends, we must have patience. We'll find a way. And around is... It's like, I'm sorry, I I wish I had the powers that our father had to heal you. If there's anything Ymir or I could do to ease your suffering, we 
We would. Yeah, and I just imagine that Lork is in... I mean, not as much as a week ago or two weeks ago, but he just must be in pain all day. You know, just yeah. like in pain all day long. Yeah, um, I can't imagine. I mean... Ugh. Yeah, like go- that ghost limb feeling too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's got to be driving him crazy. So when I think about exercises, it's not just like physical stuff. I think Pembroke is also probably helping him like through meditation. Yeah, deal with it. The, yeah. The, the loss of limb. and Right, exactly. But now it feels like he's lost another limb. Right. And he can't explain it. And it yeah, it must feel like kind of the same way yeah. as when you lost your feet. I can't explain it. It feels like, I, like I've lost another one. Like I've lost my hand. But I'm looking at them and they're here. I don't know what it is. Resmontez, please go fetch some water. <laughs> All right, where, where should I go? To that tent? <laughs> Just leave the tent for a moment. Please. All right, I'll be right back. I'm sure no one will notice me with my red hat. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back in a second. I'm very stealthy. <laughs> Five seconds later, I found some water. <laughs> Keep your voice down. All right, sorry. <laughs> and oh Ymir God. just puts his hand on uh, your shoulder, Lork, and is like, "I, I know you do not uh, worship Abadar, but we will pray for you, and you should pray to your God as well. And all I can say is, just have faith. Have faith in your friends. Find faith." in your God and we will pray for you as well and then it zooms back out time has passed now and you guys can do whatever you want in this ancient ruins of a slag giant so I think we should just thoroughly examine this place search the bodies we'll search the bodies certainly and then I mean, it looks like this place has been kind of picked over a bit, like a, that Target in Brooklyn. But I think we should still, like, you know, see if there's anything left. Soviet Russia Target, as my friends call it. Yeah. Um, there's also this- <laughs> it's just onions and toilet paper when you go there. <laughs> Sheriff. But there's also the stuff that they were going to take to Urathosh, right? They were talking about something. Um, yeah, he says, I don't care if it looks like junk. Urathosh wants it. Whatever's here, bones, scrap, metal. Anything. Hmm. Well, we try to figure out like what the deal is here. If there's any any, any story we can piece together. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're carrying orders. I don't know if Urathosh is a overly bureaucratic leader that might put things into writing. Hmm, perhaps. All three of the giants carry large sacks, bulging with what appears to be an odd variety of collected items. Assuming you go through them, we do. Um, <laughs> most do, of them contain this stuff that you overheard, just junk, shards of pottery, rusted iron nails, broken giant-sized tools, uh, and stray bits of metal and other junk. One of the ogre's bags uh, also contains a dozen badly oxidized giant-sized silver coins. Uh, hmm. I'm sure it would be worth something to a collector of giant relics. The other ogre's sack holds an ancient necklace. It appears to be made from leather, steel rings, and dire boar tusks. Ah. 
Cormug, who you don't know his name, he doesn't have a journal. Does he have a wallet? Dead gut, comma Cormug. Well, he doesn't have a driver's license, but he has a state-issued ID. So that's what a main license looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's an organ donor. Right, well, be sure to collect those. Dear models. journal, <laughs> I wish I had never been named dead gut. Everyone's really mean to me Everyone at school. <laughs> I hate this name. Uh, he has two bags. The first contains a large iron bellows with torn leather gills, a set of masterwork ironworking tools, and three magical clay tablets. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Fifteen. Ten commandments. <laughs> There's also a uh, magical potion. Ah. The second bag... Uh, appears to have held his lunch. There's two dozen bruised apples, a five-gallon barrel of probably sour beer, uh, Baron recognizes immediately, and two <laughs> smoked horse leg shanks. Nice. Whoa. Most likely from Reginald. Oh, God. Wait, no, what? Are we talking like a prosciutto aging to these? Beautifully marbled horse leg. <laughs> the marbling is what gives the flavor. <laughs> Um, um, and that is what you find. So, spellcraft uh, the potion and the uh, tablets. Sure, sure. Uh, Sir Will would like to attempt to spellcraft the tablets and see if if he can, you know, like ah. see if he has this sort of magical knowledge at all. Um, this is like when Spider Man tried to figure out all his powers at the beginning of the first Tobey Maguire one. Right. I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See if he, the, his clarity of mind can tell him anything about this. Uh, 17. But does he feel like he even has a chance? 17, you, you, you see an aura of magic around him. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Oh, my God. He's like, back, baby. It's like feeling alive again. Do you want touch of loss or are you good? Um, but you're not 100% sure what they say or what they are. Sure. Um, Della, draw your spellcraft. Touch Darren, of law. Touch of law. Oh, touch of law. Okay. 22. 22. I can these, see it, Lexington. These tablets see are actually scrolls. Oh. Oh. Um, but they're like, you know, like they are like commandments. Um, so they're probably like ancient, what the slag giant wizard used to cast <laughs> Wow. That's cool. Uh, That's very I cool. didn't even ever think of that. That's they awesome. they had like parchment. One, yeah. yeah. They didn't have, they didn't have parchment. They, they just like that. etched it into chung, 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 chung. Yeah. And, and only a giant could carry around like a giant piece of stone. Like yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, kind of like Jograthir's um, notes to, about his life. Yeah. Uh, there's a scroll of knock, oh. a scroll of pass wall, ah. and a scroll of stone shape. Ooh. Oh, cool. cool! Very cool. There's a theme, here. and then the potion, uh, and then just rolling over uh, the potion is a potion of bear's endurance. Ooh. Excellent! Oh, how tragically ironically, ironic. I guess Barry shouldn't have. Maybe uh, should have had a quick sip of that. Um, Too soon. Can I do a an appraise of the uh, the coins first? Unless uh, sure. Nice so, to... looking at the coins, roll your appraise. Um, Oh, natural 20 on these new dice that I bought up in Boston. Wow. At the GCP fan event. Uh, 26. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that for everything then. All yeah. 12 coins are worth 50 gold pieces each. Whoa. And, and the necklace is worth 250 gold. Nice. Okay, it's nice got a pretty hole. good haul if you ever find a settlement or survive that long. Oh, what a, God. Yeah. Uh, say, say that again. 200 gold pieces for the necklace? No, uh, 250 for the uh, necklace, 50 times 12 for the 
badly oxidized giant-sized silver coins. And there's no need to detect magic on any of this, right? You're just telling no, us yeah, when I, things I, are magical. I assume if you have detect magic, I'm okay, just telling cool, us cool, magical. Cool. Perfect. Um, and that's what you see. So it's pretty clear they've been going through this village and just taking what they could find. Who knows if Cormag even knew those were magical scrolls. He was just like, these look like something. I'm going to just throw them in a the bag. You never right. know. And obviously he had his lunch, a lot of stuff that he's taking back to Urathash for some reason. You went in that room, the chapter house, and it had a bunch of like, remember it had the uh, patrol from Nirmathas. It had a bunch of weapons yeah. and whatnot. So he's collecting stuff from all over the valley. This is like uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, like Hitler is just going around the world collecting all the occult items. He's yeah. a nut on the subject. He's obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and Urthash is all about uh, giant supremacy at the uh, expense of expense everyone else. Of the smaller peoples. Okay, cool. So should we do, <laughs> should we uh, should we take our fine toothed comb over these uh, ruins yeah. with our most beguiling, not beguiling, our best perception checks? <laughs> sure. So as we'll I said last 20. time, there's mostly mostly they're in ruins. There's a maybe one and a half, two buildings that are still. Um, you know that you can still enter into, um, but this has probably been vacant for hundreds of years. And are they stone? Um, yes, it's uh, uh, yeah, they're clay and stone. Gotcha. Uh, remember, they res- resemble uh, beehives. Um, so yeah, roll some perception checks. Okay, I'm going to use my stone. Well, we can just take twenty, right? Oh yeah, yeah. If you want to oh, hang out there, take a couple take hours. 20. Take a couple hours. Yeah, you don't find anything else of interest. You don't. If you're just walking around detecting magic and looking, you don't. You, they seem to have picked it clean of anything uh, magical, which means they've been here for a while doing mm-hmm. so. Um, and but you can see, especially Baron. You know, you study this, and you can. I, I imagine in Baron's mind, he like can envision exactly what this used to look like. Right. He can see when it was flourishing and imagine these big slag giants like Farron walking around and living in this society. And you can imagine it being very prosperous. They were master metallurgists. Mm-hmm. So they probably supplied the rest of the valley with tools, weapons, and armor. Like this was the place you came to if you lived in the valley to get your stuff made. Um, do we have any indication of the name of this place? No. No, there's nothing uh, resembling any sort of like signpost. Like, mm. welcome to Slagtown. Um, while this is happening, Della is going to study the, the tablet that was the scroll of Bear's Endurance and she's going <coughs> to attempt to memorize it. Or oh. copy it into her spellbook. Oh, do you know the DC off the top of your head? DC 17. Okay. So, do you have an extra touch of or do you need me to roll for I it? I got plenty, dog. So he, he can never use them on himself. So. Yeah. So if he touches a touch of laws, me, I can get it automatically. Automatically. So you now know Bear's endurance. Yeah. Nice. Wow. wow. That's great. Yeah. From a potion. Scroll. Scroll. No, the Bear's endurance was a potion. Oh, the bear's endurance. Oh, potion. Yeah. Then no. Then, then no. no that doesn't mind. work. So forget that ever happened. Forget that ever happened. Joe, that you're in it. <laughs> oh, stone shape was the other scroll. Sorry. Can you get that? Can you take that? I don't believe. I don't believe. So. Stone shape. Let's read about passwall because that's the only one I didn't know about. It's pretty cool. I just uh, it. You yeah, create pass- a passage through wooden, plaster, or stone walls, but not through metal or other harder materials. The passage is ten feet deep plus an additional five feet deep per three caster levels above ninth. 
blah, blah, blah. Its walls, if the wall's thickness is more than a depth of the pass, more than the depth of the passage created, then a single pass wall simply makes a niche or short tunnel. <laughs> so you can like keep you casting pass wall to go through to tunnel through something like stack pass wall spells. That's another spell that goes back to original Dungeons and Dragons as well. All no, Della can't can't learn it, <laughs> but she can, however, bring it back to Pembroke. Ah, yes. yes. All of these yes. are actually it's good. It's a fifth level wizard, wizard spell. spells, yes. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. If you if the pass wall ever ends while you're in the middle of it, you just get shot out to wherever it ended. So probably like back out if you didn't make it all the way through. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, so yeah, Baron, you, you know, you, you, you piecing this together, you go back to where you guys fought the cave giants at Foxborough Stadium. And you saw there was... It's nowhere near Boston. Get some, out of here. Some tunnels... <laughs> went in deep. Some just kind of wrapped around and come out in another tunnel. Some looked like they went even deeper. And you noticed a very similar thing when you came out of the Dark Passage, whereas most of those ones ended a few yards in. One of them looked like it kept going. So maybe these slag giants were digging mines or having slaves dig mines, dwarf slaves mm. dig yeah. mines. Who That's knows? We've had Human some indication and inkling that that was the case. And just exhausting the supplies of these mines. Yeah. And then maybe they dug too deep. Too and greedily and found too the dark deep. lands and got out of there. Yeah. But then, like, how did the, why did the dwarves take such ownership over those? That That's doesn't seem slavish. No. But it's just very interesting to, to understand this more. And, and it probably makes you want to talk to Farron more and learn more about yeah. slag giant history. It's yeah. fascinating. No, if, if there was any indication of a potential giant dwarf alliance as alien as that could sound uh just any possibility learning anything about this past but at the same time as baron sees all this and can kind of you know a slag giant ghost walks through him as he sees it in his memory and he kind (laughs) of prometheus right he shudders just to think of the idea of a unified giant front like kind of regenerating their war machine and just trampling over the little people and he's reinvigorated at the idea of disrupting this plan of Urathosh. Uh, but on the other hand, like, uh, like slag giants, stone giants are not inherently evil, too. Right. So, I mean, the, there is the possibility that they could have actually had an alliance with the dwarves. I mean, yep. Maybe. The stone giants are inherently evil, aren't they? No, they're not. They're, they're ne- not. They're neutral. Okay. Yeah. But Who is? Fire giants? Almost every other giant. Okay. But as long as Urathosh and his uh, master are kind of in charge of what the giants are doing... Yeah, now, I mean, they're definitely, like, being manipulated to evil purposes. Right. Uh, Do we know from our research thus far in the Valley and overhearing Orthosh's speech, do we know how the giants didn't just take over the world? Like, how they came to be so obliterated in this area? Like, do we ever figure out the answers to that? Yeah, that's a question. Because it's like, how did that ever happen? They're so much bigger and stronger than everyone. If they were... All here once, unifying once, making weapons and under Minderhall. What happened? Did they start a land war in Asia? <laughs> in, or, in winter? Did they invade yeah. Russia in winter? <laughs> Didn't we get some information about uh, infighting? Like the, is yeah. that what it was? And you could see that even as you were infiltrating the camps, that like the stone giants all had their own camp, the Ettons all had their own right. camp. You know, they have to be separated. So if they populated this valley, they was mm. probably like, this was where the slag, this is where this, and it was just very hard for them to unify. But if they were to unify, it's game over. And that's what the Storm Tyrant wants to do. That's Same. what his lieutenants are 
trying to make happen. Same with the orcs. Yep, same with the orcs. The orcs just can't come together, and that's what Grenseldeck was trying to do. Let's let's build an orc army. Orcs, orcs, and, orcs giants and giants working together. Mass insanity. <laughs> Preposterous. Um, hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> um, let's preempt the emails. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's let's start going. Um, yeah, how was everybody? You guys weren't too beat up from that fight, but were some. Spe- I think Della burned some spells. Burned some spells. Uh, she's got a. She's got a, a, a few temporary hit points for another hour or so. Sheriff, what would you like to do with the body of the bear? What little I know of Gorum, which, although not my god, was the god of, is the god of Lieutenant Lork. Um, I. I don't know. Do you have any knowledge of religion, maybe, in, in your studies throughout the years of what an appropriate burial ceremony would be for the bear? <laughs> knowledge religion? Yeah. It's like uh, a New Orleans funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bear and pulls a trombone out. <laughs> well, I remember, uh, I personally remember Lurk uh, burying Jason and doing that, that Gorm thing. So, um, that we, is, we weren't present for that, were we? No. No. Right. That is an 18 knowledge religion, Troy, to see if... I mean, like, Sir Will wants to bury Barry before we do anything else. Right. That's fine. It's traditional um, to just throw it in the water and watch it go down the street. <laughs> <laughs> watch it poison the drinking supply. <laughs> Welcome to Wet n' Wild, where this summer we have bears in the inner tubes. <laughs> so are you trying to figure out what a worshiper of Gorham would do? I'm just trying to figure out, yeah, if that if burying it is the wrong thing to do, if that's disrespectful or something, if it needs to be burnt on a pyre or something right. like that. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't know one way or the other. I think... As long as it's handled with respect. I have a theory, but it's just like a regular burial, except it's spelled B-E-A-R. <laughs> just get out. Burial? Instead of B-U-R. Burial. Get out of my house. Yeah, um, uh, yeah Sir, Sir Will would like to perform a ceremony, dig a hole, and bury... The bear, and it's going to take him a long time. Well, I'm, uh, if he's I'm, doing it himself, I'm low, and I will. Yeah, Lexington involved. He's it was also night was approaching. It was later in the afternoon. He's a magical wolf. Night was approaching. I'm low, and and uh, uh, Baron. Well, I'm not playing Umlo, but I, I Baron will ask Umlo for his dwarven digging assistance as oh, yeah, we yeah. are experts of digging. I will say shrines to Gorum are typically an organized pile of rocks with a helmet or a blade set atop. Just cut his claws off. So wherever, huh. wherever you bury him, I could see you like making a little pile of rocks yeah, for a, a little tombstone and stones. maybe yeah. sticking a rusty dagger in there or something. Sure. Huh. Does anybody want to take the locket? I'll, I'll the grab black it arrow? to okay. give to, to Lork later. So Sir Will wants to do a, a little you know, prayer, and it'll be in the tradition of Yomadai. He doesn't really know any prayers of Gorum, uh, but he'll, they'll bury Barry, uh, pile these rocks... And Della will do a commemorative dance. Della does a commemorative dance. Always at the funerals. A gunshot goes off. <laughs> <laughs> traditional GCP As funeral. is traditional. <laughs> that one's for you, Barry. Uh, hey, you know we, we you know we you know this right that we always pronounce Yomadai wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, but no, I don't know how I think Paizo pronounces it wrong. What, I what, think what, we what, know. What is that? That's what I. It's supposed what I to be Iomadai. I know, which is the stupidest <laughs> no. way to pronounce that word. That's like I'm sorry. That's Paizo. like Torag being Torog. Torog. I told we got an email about this. Too and I was like, you guys are pronouncing it wrong. I was like, listen, like this is clearly like meant to evoke like a Latin loan word. Yeah, and this is absolutely the wrong way to pronounce that. <laughs> so, 
Ayomade? Is that what you say? Ayomade. Yamade. Ayomade. Oh, it just it makes my skin <laughs> Wait, but the I in with if it's Latin. Wait, is that why Sir Will lost his paladin powers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were insulting your deity. <laughs> he was consistently pronouncing the name of his own deity wrong. <laughs> um, all right, so you, you you bury it, you say your prayers. It really <laughs> He always does it. Barry, Barry, Barry is gone. You bury Barry. He was a man. <laughs> you say one you last. You bury the thing with no soul. One last doobity There's, do. Really, in the words of Barry, do, badie, do. That's engraved on the marker. <laughs> <laughs> do, badie, do. <laughs> uh, no, but Sir Will has this. All lives matter. Uh, Sir, Sir Will. <laughs> it's like, here lies Barry. He was re- <laughs> Oh. oh no! Oh, my oh no! 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 That's what he wanted. Oh, it's what he would have wanted. We gotta cut that out. Joe no. immediately looked at the recording to see if that was well, easily. Get easily the time sliced. stamp. I made the time code. <laughs> that is a funny joke. Troy's Troy's clearly like, not a serious funny. thing. Bad. That is how Barry would have wanted it. Troy, what are you doing? Stand up. Do you say? Do you tell the people when the jokes are funny? <laughs> By the way, everyone, that's a joke. And it's funny. It's a very funny it's joke. A very funny joke. <laughs> they laughed about it later that night. <laughs> Uh, all right, you say a prayer and then <laughs> such a jerk. Do you guys um, want to rest here, or do you want to try and make a little more headway and rest? I think we should rest here. I mean, I, Nestor's fine, but I mean, I think we could spend a lot of abilities. So, um, and Sir Will would like to, if we're going to rest, Sir Will would like to channel <laughs> because we have give it a shot. A lot of people down. I want to see. I don't know if my channels work though. Do his channels work? You go like to try like any whatever you yeah, do. You, exactly. You know, I, I assume you have to produce your holy. Is it like a cleric? Do you have to produce your holy symbol? Um, you do. You do, right? I don't think so. It, For paladin, it's different. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think maybe you do. Sure. Well, let's say it just says, to it make says sure. It acts as the cleric's ability, which says you. Okay, then yes, symbol. you have to produce your holy symbol of. I hope Which is actually rose light. Like, that is his holy symbol, is rose light. It's got uh, the symbol uh, on, on, on the hilt. Is so on the, you the hold sunburst. it out there, you say a prayer, you close your eyes, like, please work, please work. And you cannot channel still. Yeah. Uh. So, I, so I feel like his hand is, like, glowing on the sword, but it's not bursting. Because yeah, um, he, can, he can lay on hands, but he can't channel. So, um, but he can still lay on hands to people. Um, Della would take a lay on hands. If you're willing to, if you're willing to touch me. Oh, interesting. He's, oh. he's sir willing. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Della, I don't want to do this if you feel it's going to make you too nice. <laughs> Be careful. Make sure you choose wisely. Uh, Just see. do it and stop bloviating. <laughs> I'm practicing sarcasm. I'm learning it from Nesta. Oh, uh, great job. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, did I? <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. Oh, perfect. Uh, I can't tell when anyone's being honest. <laughs> it's a table full of jerks. Um, yeah, so, so Sir Will just lays his hands on Della and infuses Della with divine light. And you are healed from it, Della. It's true. And then... Um, if you guys want to camp here, you know, it's not like it's... Oh, it's finally, we have a, a nice motel. Um, it's it's uncomfortable, but... Well, looks, there's stone structures, I mean... Yeah, you could wedge your way into what's left of the stone structures and make yourself a little camp, set up watch yeah. and whatnot. Um, it's practically a, a La Quinta. <laughs> it pretty much is. It's Except there's no Denny's next to it. <laughs> you haven't gone south, you don't know. 
you wake up the next morning and feel a little itchy. Oh, right. Oh, God damn it. Uh, everybody but Della roll a fortitude save. Uh, is Sir, does anyone want does to touch Sir Will? Oh. Is, is Sir Will blessed? <laughs> blessed. Paladins get a bonus to their fortitude save. It's one of their second level like special things. You do feel blessed. Ooh, all right. Oh, nice. Bonus to saves. Returns. You say fortitude? Uh-huh. Fortitude. Does anyone want touch of law? No. 25. Okay. 25. All right, Will's okay. Do Lexington. Um, do I have to or can we just not count it? Ah, do it. <laughs> do it. Oh. Uh, 26 he's for, okay. for Lexington. Yeah, he's okay. Baron? Ooh. 19. Natural. Good. Uh, Nestor Coin? Uh, once again, on my Boston dice. <laughs> Natural 19, 26. Oh, are you good? And Dell? Oh, you're Dell. You're fine. I'm fine. What about Umlo? Joe's Umlo, by the way. <laughs> Joe's Umlo. <laughs> 11. Oh, no. Oh, no. Getting a little itchy. Uh, just go ahead and give him the second condition on uh, Hero Lab. It's a lot easier. Feel it's, awful. It's pretty much minus, it's minus two to everything. Okay. Um, not AC, but obviously. Um, okay. So out you set in the morning. I'm assuming you're heading south. Yep. Wish we had a horse. Can we shave our? Can we shave all our hair off to get rid of these things? Is that an option? Try it, and I'll let you know. Nope. <laughs> a dwarf without a beard is not a pretty. You sight. would look just like uh, Nestor. <laughs> right. So um, I do. It didn't do me much good. You see, to the uh, west, that the uh, remember I told you as you were coming to the Slag Village that the river or the streams were getting much much wider, and that you had to ch- pretty much choose what side of the. Uh, stream you wanted to be on because to cross it it would be too hard. You can see to the west that it sort of opens up in a large uh, offshoot of the valley but that it ends. You can go that way or you can continue south following the water. No, I yes. think we can see like to the end of that. No, fuck it. It's probably it's like three miles south. till the end of it but you can see yeah. that it ends. No, it looks this, no, it's so well is determined to go south toward the Temple of Rosag. South we go. Agreed. South it is. So you move south, and it's getting a little... uh, The water's getting uh, rough. Like, it's really... It's traveling in the same direction that you're going. It's rough, and it's... uh, It's, like, flowing... It's flowing quickly, and the stream is getting wider and wider and wider and wider. You travel for about, oh, four miles. Oh, my God. And, the, and you feel so the fun. valley turning again, and the valley is beginning to turn east. And knowing what you know from the cave painting room, this is heading in the direction of where you think this, you know, temple in the middle of a lake is. Hmm. So you continue going, and eventually the water, it happened right around the turn, it starts getting calmer. And any of you with any sort of uh, knowledge nature would know that it's probably emptying into a lake. Mm. And then you travel another, like, three miles. So you've gone seven miles at this point. And you see a lake. (laughs) Yellow pine and spruce trees poke through pale outcroppings of gray stone spilling down into the open, grassy veil below. In the center of this veil is a broad, placid lake whose bluish-green surface ripples and glimmers in the light breeze. 
You do not see any temple or any village. What in this lake, though? Ah, uh, there's no. I way. think I think I know what's happening. Up ahead, you see that the it. stream will end in like another mile, and off in the distance, you can see where the valley ends again. I think I know what's happening. Let me, Matthew. What do you think? Should we write it down on separate pieces of paper? No, it's just, <laughs> you just tell me. I think it's underwater. That's what I think too. I think it's underwater. You believe it's sunk? I think it's been. Su- oh, I think it's been submerged. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if, if only we had a bear who would be comfortable swimming down and tell us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, it's not a. If only we had a druid. It's not a whale. Gary the Celestial. Oh, man. Oh, I said Gary. So this is good. the perfect time for Gary. Uh, there's also the chance that it's like made invisible through something, but I like True. that idea more. The I'm lake like, is huge. I mean, it's probably, uh, you know, a mile. This is as big as Lake Carthen. Can I use... Um, God, yeah, it's it's I wanna, a mile at its widest point. I want to look for a boat. Is there any type of watercraft nearby or something we could construct to go onto the lake? Uh, roll a perception. Abs. We've had so much luck with boats before. I will also do this. So Natural 20, 30, there you go. 5. Ah, do you like walk up to the water's edge so you can look out across this whole thing? Sure, unless a monster's going to pull me in, and then I don't. Then but, you don't you do know. it? No, yeah, I do so, it, I do it, I do it, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Barry! And, and for some reason, no one was looking, and then they're like... Did you guys see Barry? <laughs> I think he's. I think he's taking a pee. Yeah. Oh. Little ripple in the lake. Bubble, bubble, bubble. <laughs> Blood. Uh, it's like the host. So, so Baron, I, I just imagine you come up to this lake, and there's a cool breeze just coming off the lake. You know that smell. Get into the smell of what this feels like. Is it salt water. Uh, no, no, it's uh, not salt water, but it still has that fresh like. Except for river sharks. Weekend at the lake <laughs> smell. And you look around, you look all the way to the other side, like, is there a dock? Is there any boats? You don't see anything. But with your natural 20 perception, was that a modified 36? 35. 35. 37 for unusual stonework. Peeking out of the lake. (laughs) You see towards the middle of the lake, deep, dark shadows. Oh, it is. It's underwater. Underwater. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, wow, wow. Telling you. It um, looks can, to be some sort of ruin. Can Della detect magic to see if it's it's been submerged by magical means or if it's just sunken by... It's too know. far. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's how how far feet. out again? 60 feet? Um, how, well, you just see it like towards the middle of the lake. You've got to be like a half a mile. Just looking yeah, yeah. down, you see shadows of ruins all throughout the lake. I'd like to use a wow. combo of my knowledge nature... And my profession fisherman, which you tricked me into taking, <laughs> which was totally unuseful, to determine what the ecology of the lake is, if there could be any danger in this area, like if it's safe to swim on. We've had gar and away. We've had a lot of episodes sure. of some nasty stuff happening. Freshwater There's sharks. always something terrible underwater. Always. So always. would you like me to use fisherman, uh, um, nature? Roll knowledge nature. Della, Gosh, Della will roll it as well. Uh... 15. 17 for John. As, uh, I was just going to say, as you guys are puzzling that out, uh, Sir Will is like, this is how we used to do it back home. And he just heaves a rock into the lake. Oh, as yeah. As he can throw it. There you go. So as they're looking... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and nothing happens. It's and, perfectly fine. And you guys are looking, I mean... <laughs> It's a lake. It's a it's a wide open space. There's got to be some sort of fish in there. This is uh, 
there's no reason to believe there isn't some sort of life down there. Um, but, yeah, you don't know one way or the other. Nothing jumped up after he threw that uh, thing in. You see little fish dart back and forth, maybe, if you look closely. Um, but it just appears to be, like, ruins everywhere. But towards the center, the ruins, uh, or whatever these stones are, appear to be closer to the surface. Mm. Can we walk along the edge of the lake to kind of center ourselves to those shadows that I noticed? Sure. So that we're, like, looking directly across from them? Sure. So in my mind, you guys are on the north side of the lake. And I'll, I'll, I'll put this picture up for you to see um, soon. It's too much work for me to do right now. Um, but if you're on the north side of the lake, you could uh, walk around to the south. You could find a, a thinner patch to swim across and look to the south. But let's just say you're walking. Um, and what are you looking for specifically? You're just kind of trying to center yourself with this structure that looks to be the most intact of the ruins. Yeah, and to continue to do any checks for anything that would be water navigable or something we could jimmy rig, jury right. rig, and then roll another up. perception check. 16. That's a natural one, folks. Yeah, so you're walking <laughs> around you're walking around the perimeter baron and you just you can't you can't quite figure it out. Do um, any of my companions also? Yeah, Sir Will is walking around as well, keeping his eyes peeled. Yeah, Della will as well. Yeah. Uh, he gets an yeah. eleven. I can touch a law. Sir Will, you, you don't really see anything. 20 for Della. Della, so I imagine you guys kind of all walking along the perimeter mm-hmm. in different portions of it. And Della, you train your eyes and you spot what appears to be a small cave-like opening ah. within the jumbled piles of stone uh-huh. towards the center of the lake. Oh my gosh. So like out in the center of the lake there are some stones that there seems to be an opening. Right, like you would have to swim out to there and then go underwater to get to this opening of Oh. No, awesome. you we see the opening underwater. You see the opening underwater. Oh. oh. See. Sir Will's like, "Well, end of the line." <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Time to turn home. I mean, <laughs> If we, so if our characters, out of if they didn't realize that they were in a story that has to continue, like they would say, uh, "Well, this is in all likelihood we're going to drown because we have no way of knowing where this ends That's up." Right. We can also be sure that the forge will never be lit. Yeah, no one will ever get in there. So, That's, well, listen, we've got like we've got a lot of, of money here. The, I mean, we can live comfortably for the rest of our lives. Let's just go back to Magmar or something and fuck it. The lake shore, the whole shore is pretty rocky and shallow. Della, if you were like stepping in a little bit, it's shallow, but you can see like four yards out, it just drops off. Wow. So it'd be a very dangerous swim. I mean, I can get. The water's calm. I can get myself and one other person out there flying, but then we'd have to dive into the water. I down have, into the yeah, I have a plus. Well, I'll tell you right swim. now. You can take 10 on swim checks in calm water to just wade out to where you need to go. But once you go underwater... Skid, I've got some splaining to do. Oh. Well, allow me to uh, retort. Troy, has got some splaining to do. It is time for Remix. Whatever you guys decide to do, I mean, obviously you're in an adventure. You know what's at stake here. You know that there is information that you may or may not need here, and you know the possibilities of danger. But you also 
may be completely unequipped to deal with something like this. And that's a reality that I want you guys to really think about. Because it, when you deal with water and you deal with going underwater and you deal with drowning, death is a bad roll away all the time. This is, to me, I think falling damage and drowning are the two most often causes of PC death and like crits. Let me talk about the swim check because I want you guys to know exactly what's going on here. You make a swim check once per round while you're in the water. Success means you may swim up to half your speed as a full round action or at a quarter of your speed as a move action. If you fail by four or less, you make no progress. If you fail by five or more, you go underwater. For the purposes of just getting out to where you then would need to submerge yourself, you can take ten in calm water and just wait out there, slowly get you guys all treading water, and then be like, all right, we're going under, and then this is where the game changes. So if you're underwater, either because you failed a swim check or because you're swimming underwater intentionally, you have to hold your breath. You can hold your breath for a number of rounds equal to twice your constitution score but only if you do nothing other than take move actions or free actions. So if you're doing move actions, you have to roll your swim check to move at a quarter speed, and you lose one round. If you want to move half your speed as a full round action, you lose two rounds. Make sense? Anytime you do a move action or a free action, you're only going to lose one round of double your con. If you want to move at full speed, you're going to lose two rounds. And that's con score, not modifier, just to be clear, because otherwise right. you would drown So if you have a con of 20, excuse me, a con of 10, you have 20 rounds underwater that you can hold your breath. And as long as you're just doing move actions, you'll move at a quarter speed, assuming you make your DC 10 swim check. And a quarter speed for someone that moves 30 feet is not 7.5 feet. It's actually rounded down to 5 feet. You go down to the nearest uh, multiple of 5. So if you want to move quarter speed, it will only take one round, and you move five feet per round. If you want to move 15 feet, though, you can take two rounds away as a full round action. This is a lot of information, but it's important for the listeners and for you guys to understand what's really at stake here. Well, it's also, I mean, we can also use fly underwater. You can? Yeah. That I mean, that's what happened. That's what Gail did. Um, right. I don't think we were doing it correctly then. That we were just kind of flavoring. You can, no, no. I, you can fly the, no, it's in. in no, no, no. The, oh. Like, fly will propel you underwater also. So you move faster with yeah, fly? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. It's like having one of those little propeller things. All right, know. so let's, let's look that up while I give you the rest of the um, issues here, since not all of you will be able to fly, but maybe some of you will. All right, let's say you've used up all your constitution rounds, okay? Now you need to hold your breath. So at that point, after you've run out of all your con rounds... You make a DC 10 constitution check every round to continue holding your breath. And each round, the DC for that check increases by one. So the first time, DC 10, then DC 11, DC 12. If you fail that constitution check, you begin to drown. And this is how drowning works. On the first round, you fall unconscious. Zero hit points. I don't care if you have 85, 90, 110, you immediately go to zero hit points. Oh, my God. In the following round, you drop to negative one hit points, and you're dying. In the third round, you drown and die. Permadeath. Game over. If you're unconscious underwater, uh, you begin making constitution checks immediately. So if something happens to you and you go unconscious, you basically get two checks to die as opposed to three. Follow me so far? Yes. So, that 
is the situation with just holding your breath and what happens when you run out of your con rounds. Now, in terms of combat underwater, which we delved into very briefly back on the Chelish Devil and did completely incorrectly, uh, it's safe to say, basically, if you have a light piercing weapon, you don't take any uh, penalties to your roll. A slashing or a bludgeoning weapon, minus two to attack, and I believe minus two to damage. Uh, My screen is screwing up a little bit. Any ranged weapons, every five feet that that arrow flies adds two plus two to the AC of the creature you're trying to attack, making it almost impossible to hit something underwater. Now, if you have a swim speed, which I don't believe any of you do, um, then... You can move at your swim speed. You're still going to lose those rounds unless you can breathe underwater. But uh, that is what you are dealing with. Haste. Now, I can cast haste, and haste will give us a bonus to all of our swim speeds. That's one. You don't call them swim speeds. Or you, get, you get a bonus to your movement. Your None of you have a swim speed right. unless you cast something on yourself. That's true. You get a mo- you, it basically would double your swim movement. Right, right. Um, yeah, the thing is, is you obviously want to preserve those con rounds, so you want to move. You want to make that DC ten swim check and move quarter speed. But the thing is, if you can bur- if you can go full round action, you'll move fifteen feet instead of five, which is obviously way better. So, what are you going to want to buff yourself for anybody that wants to do this? You're going to want to buff your cons before you go in. I mean, we have that potion of bears endurance. You sure do. Too bad we don't have that atomizer th- that atomizer thing again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, talk to me about what Della says. I see an opening down there. What do you guys do? Have that conversation. Um, sorry, hang on. Well, uh, well listen, um, we, don't, we don't know. Look, they could just keep going down, 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 and then we have no idea where it comes out. I mean, there could be no air down there at all. We could all just be going to a certain depth. I've never, been tra- I've never been trained to swim. I've been in swim. a shipwreck. I've been in a shipwreck, mate. Like it's not fun. The thought of of like being of losing your life down there is fucking terrifying. I hate to say it. I don't want. No, fuck off. Like, if one of you wants to do it and come back, say, "Oh, yeah, it's fine." Then maybe. And even then, I'll do a sense motive. So I mean, <laughs> I can't swim. I was never learned. I was never taught how to swim. I don't. I, I would be completely ineffective. Can Lexington swim? Lexington can swim underwater. Swim is a strength. It's a, it's a strength-based skill, right? I believe so. Uh, it is. Yeah. So you'd want to like change armor and stuff. Yeah, you got to take you off all your armor. Yeah. I change mean, I can weapons. also do full strength to give myself a bonus to, to swim. Plus the hey, I mean, it would, it would take a lot of spells to make Della like possibly able to get down there. And if it was, even if, if it doesn't open up into some sort of air pocket then I mean let me walk no you way. in mechanically to how I would handle this because this is information that you need let's say you all wait out there you take your tens takes you X amount of time to wait out there the minute you guys decide to go underwater roll for initiative and then all of you will have little crib sheets with what your double your con is whether it's 20 24 30 and then we'll just go round by round and depending on the actions you take You'll cross those away. So if you do choose to go under, you just need to know always how many rounds it's going to take you to go back up and catch your air and reset your condom. Does that make sense? Why do you have to be able to swim to get up? 
if you are not, if there isn't a ceiling above you. Then navigate through the water, I think. You just stop and you just rise to the top. You hold your breath. Right, like not using your swim speed? Yeah. But you would assume that what Della saw, you're going to have to go into a cave that has a roof. I cannot pass swim checks if they're DC 10. I can't. So I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I simply can't go. Unless there's magic. Unless I'm magically able to swim. And Baron would need... Uh, what we really need is uh, a spell of air, air bubble. Yeah. But we don't have it. And Baron can't use his firearm underwater because Wait. the gunpowder gets wet. And unless I have my gun also in an air bubble... <laughs> Like I'm totally ineffective. Yeah, I mean, even, even this is an amazing role playing moment here. I don't know what's. I, I'm. I just. I'm. Pl- I'm playing a commentator here. Like this. Was, I have no idea what you guys are going to do and how this is going to. Yeah, happen. for me. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I want to do this, Skid. But I mean, Nestor. I don't see any way that he'd agree to this. I mean, There's, Sir Will is tortured. This is the one place that he really wants to go. That he's most curious about seeing. If but we, he can't swim. Uh, I can. I mean, I can help. I, if we were to take a day and rest, I could use the Magus ability to spend our painful points to prepare a spell I don't know that's on my list and do water breathing, which would give us the ability to breathe uh, underwater. All of you? Uh, I mean, two people. Because I could cast it once and use the Pearl Power. Um, let's see if I got anything else. Oh, I could do Monkey Fish. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Uh, gain a, a s- climb speed and swim speed of 10 feet for a period of time. You can divide the duration of water breathe in between all the characters you touch. Oh, okay. Yeah, the transmuted creatures can breathe water freely. Divide the duration evenly among all the creatures you touch. The spell does not make creatures unable to breathe air. Um, that's interesting. So I wonder what the difference would be. You can just... Oh, and it's two hours per level. So it would, we'd, we'd have to rest, I'd have to prepare it, and then cast it and divide it among us, and then cast monkey, monkey, monkey fish. Too. Yeah. So basically, yeah. I, from what I'm reading, t- tell me if I'm wrong, if you were able to cast that on everyone, you would not have to worry about these con checks. The no, only not at all. problem is if you go unconscious. Right. If you go unconscious, that's when... But even then, Someone you'd have die. however many hours to get... No, no, if so you, you go get... unconscious, then you go into the drowning rules. With, with uncon- once you fall unconscious, you immediately make a con check. Once you fail that check, you. But drop if you can already breathe water, like why? Why would that be an issue? It, it, the the issue is if you go unconscious, do you lose the effects of the spell because you're unconscious? That's the question. I don't know I mean, that it you doesn't. Do. It, that doesn't make it doesn't sense. say anything about it. Right. It's not. Yeah. It's not like you have to maintain concentrate yeah, not, as a subject of a spell. Yeah. Now the I just read up on monkey fish, and that's only personal. The range is personal. Oh. So I can't give that to Well, even still, I mean... I can get this, down there. This... I mean, this will last us a couple of hours each. This just the water breathing? Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Uh, was it, like, 18 total hours? You can divide among us? Two hours per level. I'm eighth level. Yeah. 16 hours. Yeah, 16 hours. Four yeah. hours each? Yeah, well, and I'm low. But then the issue becomes that Sir Will can't swim, and he's the one who most needs to get down there. He can't swim. Um, if, if we're rolling checks, he'll he'll pass like one out of four checks. So maybe, and and if you don't pass a check, Troy, you just don't make progress. And if you pass a check, you go five feet. Uh, yes, but if you don't have to, if you have well, water breathing, the then yeah. But again, I mean, could, we can take all the time we need. Basically, you could walk out underwater. 
very yeah, you very could, slowly. You could you could you could drop to the to the bottom of the lake in your and armor. walk across it like Pirates of the Caribbean style. Yeah. Well, that would be cool if the depth matched up. Like the the uh, the cave is that's the bottom of the lake. How how far down does it go, Troy? Um, you don't know. You'd have to, if somebody wants to wait out there and stick their head under. I'll let you roll a perception check. Uh, Della will do it. Okay, so Della, you go out there and uh, you stick your head underwater. Roll a perception check. Nice. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. It looks like the lake at its deepest point and the the part that you would need to get to to get that cave opening uh, is forty feet down. It's so absurd. Does water breathing completely take away like pressure? That's what I was just thinking. Like, it, it might be unbearably painful. Yeah, if, if you, Your if Sir Will burst. just went down forty feet in like the real world, his head would explode. It wouldn't explode, but he would be like, Aah! well, in a you second. Get the, but you get the bends. For yeah, sure. um, they're gradually doing. But, but it, does I mean, water breathing like cover that? Does it make you equalize? Whatever. It's like <laughs> it's think, forty feet. It's not four thousand feet. Yeah, you, that's not part of the rules. You know, you don't have to worry about. That. All right. Okay. I know that. Don't you worry about going deaf. Uh, yeah. The the real question is, if you go unconscious, do you can you still? Does that effect still keep going? I I, would, I don't know I don't any reason why I wouldn't. I mean, until the dura- I mean, and then the, when the duration ends, the duration. Sure, ends. the duration ends. The duration ends. And, and I mean, that would be a game changer. Then I mean, I don't. The only issue is like if you run into trouble, you guys don't have great weapons. Yeah, I mean, I would be right. using my star. Let's just be using a dagger. Yeah, I mean, or, I definitely can't fire on my bow and arrow underwater. Um, and and you, you can't really do spells because of verbal components. Yeah. You, there's like a, you have to roll a percentile die. Okay. A concentration check, DC 15 plus double the spell level anytime you want to cast underwater. That's okay. why That's why air bubbles actually... Air bubble would be best. Regular yeah. fire doesn't work, but magical fire works. It comes out like steam, they say. All right, so let's say... Why don't we say... Let's, like, let's see what happens. So Della is going to propose... Like, she'll propose... She's like, I think if I tap into... You know, I, all right. If we were to spend the, spend the day here and the night here, I would be able to tap into my knowledge pool and use some of my powers to 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 re, to create the spell for us, and then we could go. Yeah. Well, if, no. If that works, I mean, that sounds no greater adventure. No, I mean, yeah. Who doesn't want to breathe underwater? I used to have dreams about it when I was a child, like being able to just like jump out into Littleport Bay and just like swim, just keep swimming. See what was down there. There's so many shipwrecks, lots of money. But look, no, I'm all for this. I think this is great. It's a great idea. I'm all for it. Um, how would I get back up? You walk across the base. You just walk out like a fucking Terminator. <laughs> uh, so it, it's sloped enough, Troy. It's not like like a, a drop off. You could, this is could, so you, absurd. Would your swim check be more useful if you Enoch chalked? Um, yeah, it would help it. Would it give it, help it by two? Yeah, you guys are probably going to want to start switching armors around, taking some armor. I mean, the off, belt. The belt gives whoever. I mean, Umlo's con is so down. I don't know if he's going to want to make the journey, but uh, well, the con doesn't matter once you cast the spell. No, that's, I just worry about the like. You still have to pass swim checks. You still have to get. I have a plus one swim check. Like, yeah, the only thing is going to be like Baron and Sir Will are going to be very slow. Plus four, actually, plus four. They're not going to be able to get Might where they need to get because they're going to. Well, keep no, I'm just going to be walking. You're going to walk, and is, are we going to leave Lexington? Oh, so you're going to go. You're going to swim down to the bottom, or just fo- go walk to the down the bank and just keep walking in heavy armor. <laughs> is that how it works? You can just walk around down there. 
I mean, he would move very yeah. slowly, but it would. I, I can't see why. It I can't see why I couldn't it. move five feet around. You still yeah. have to roll swim checks, though. No, why? No, you're, you're not, not swimming. swimming. If he's heavy enough to touch the bottom in his heavy armor, I understand that. That's not where the rules are written, though. Like you, when you're underwater, you have to roll swim check every round unless you have a swim speed. But you're not you swimming. Just... We're not. We're not swimming. This is where you come. You're not in propelling to, yourself to interpret <laughs> to interpret the, a, the rules. A situation that they did not interpret. Yeah. Right, I'm heavy saying. heavy armor on a halfling weighs you down to the bottom, and you can just walk along the bottom. That's not swimming. Yeah, um, I'm not saying my speed is the normal speed, but uh, it's just sure. It's not do you have swimming. a do you have a climb skill when you get to like something? You need to got like you walk along the bottom, and then you see if you if there's not an entrance there, and you have to get back up to the top. But even that's going to be different because it's different climbing underwater than it is. Above water. Oh, yeah, it's much right. easier to climb. Okay, 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 okay. I figured out your conundrum here, O'Brien. Firm footing, it's called. Creatures have firm footing <laughs> when walking along the bottom, braced against a ship's hull, or the like. Now, here's the thing. Wait, like, well, wait, wait I'll just second. walk along the bottom, right? A creature can only walk along the bottom if it wears or carries enough gear to weigh itself down. At least 16 pounds for medium creatures, <laughs> which all of you are carrying. Yeah. Twice that for each category larger than medium, and half that for size smaller than medium. So if you stay so little, Willie, eight pounds of gear. <laughs> what is your armor yeah. weigh? A scruff's armor weighs 50 pounds. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm sure that that is the medium size of it, so maybe it's a little lighter, but even at 25 pounds, I'm good. You're totally fine. Just sink so, like a rock. Yeah, you guys can decide who's going to make the swim checks. And who's going to just walk on the bottom? Walk yeah. on the bottom. So you like wade your way out there. Where are those rules? Where is that? What well, is that we under? Just, uh, uh, it's table thirteen seven in the core rule book. Under it's in uh, the core rule book. Yeah, I was saying like we should just all walk along the bottom to stay together, and it would be like in slow motion, like walking across the bay. I was saying it's like reservoir dogs in an actual reservoir. <laughs> oh my god that's I think, the title of the episode <laughs> reservoir dogs and, and we could bring Lexington the whole thing so we could bring Lexington and have a reservoir dog this is why I bring, this is why I bring Skid to all of my pitch meetings with like so, reservoir dogs in a reservoir I'm so good in the room let me let me ask you this is anyone gonna try swimming Della is gonna if we're gonna spend the night and do the knowledge pool she's also gonna knowledge pool monkey fish so she has a swim speed of 10 feet Okay, so you're going to have to... Well, actually, oh, you, cool. your swim checks will be automatic. So... Yeah. And I'm you don't have... If you, if you cast water breathing on everyone, you're just going to be able to have a swim speed. So you're not going to walk along the bottom, whereas but, everyone else is going to sink to the bottom. I will swim with them so we all sink. Like right above them? So we can look like... we're dolphin diving. Like we're at a nice casino with the awesome. ladies. <laughs> oh, my, I just have this image of us on the bottom and then just, you know, 20, 30 feet ahead, Della just kicking and yeah, like, yeah, scouting yeah. ahead. Yeah, so cool. You know what's absolutely going to happen? There's going to be one of those fish with the bioluminescent lures that hang out and they're going to pull us in and kill us all. Yeah, The lure is going to be like, a magic weapon yeah it's like a long sword <laughs> like, oh my god see I can say this because none of you guys have it if you had freedom of movement everything becomes a lot easier normal speed normal damage normal attack now if you're working with firm footing or uh, in Della's case uh, actually it's going to be a little bit Della f- a little bit Della for different a little bit different for Della so let's say with firm footing you guys sink to the bottom and walk along if you're using slashing or bludgeoning minus two to attack half damage period piercing Normal damage, movement, half speed. Got okay. that? Right. Now, if you have a swim speed, which Della will have, slashing or bludgeoning, minus two for half. 
piercing normal, movement normal, which is important for you. So you're just going to move at your swim speed. Yes. Okay. Now, I think I think Della might... Now, you said... What were the rules of spells underwater? Um, you have to roll a DC 15 plus double the spell level to make sure that you... Concentrate. Concentrate through speaking underwater. Oh, that's tough. This is just... gonna be wild. What is everyone using for weapons? Nestor. Uh, well, being as my old Jolter, probably but using electricity underwater is generally like frowned upon anyway. <laughs> so I still um, cast lightning bolt. So yeah, like bringing so, toaster. Uh, but I do have a lovely uh, magical short sword. I'm going to use that, which is piercing. Ah. So yeah, so yeah, perfect, Grant. Grant's guns gonna, underwater. Grant's <laughs> gonna put the guns in his powder horn and keep all the gunpowder dry inside of the bag of holding. But he's gonna go. I think Tomb Raider 2, maybe Tomb Raider 3, underwater you used crossbows. Baron's going to use a crossbow? I'm going to use, and I just see him, I see him kind of suspended underwater with one leg up and the other there, just pulling back the (laughs) giant thing, crossbow, click. click. It's so ridiculous. With a a stream of bubbles behind the bolts. Yeah, it's like a spear gun. It's It's like a James Bond underwater battle. Yeah, I was just, yeah, spear, yeah. Now, just remember, I think it's very cool, but every five feet it travels before the target the target gets a plus two to its AC. Oh, wow. So you have to be very, very I have close. that. So I have that weapon. And then on my back, I have the hand axe we got from um, the bride woman. Who oh, was Grenzel Deck. Grenzel Deck. Yeah. Grenzel Deck's hand axe. So I have that too, that but that's slashing. Thing. Yeah. So. All right. So you're pretty much going to have to use that close range on the crossbow or... Which is, which is awesome. It's very cool either way. I wish, yeah. I, 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 wish I could use up close and deadly with it because it just fits so perfectly. Talk about artwork. I can't wait to see what oh this is. Oh, my God. This should be a whole this series. Oh, uh, Robert Atkins, get on this. Della, Della you rocking the scimitar? Galabras's Star Knife. <gasps> oh. Galabras's Star Knife. Cool. How appropriate. Cool. Sir Will? Uh, well, I should say that Sir Will is going without Lexington, so so Lexington has to stay to guard the stuff, to, to guard all our. <laughs> shit. I mean, maybe Umlo should stay as well. No, uh, well, I mean, he can. I would prefer him I to would stay with Lexington, but that weapon, he, that yeah, he has the best weapon be the, to use underwater, single highest damage weapon. Reach. weapon. I'd rather he'd stay too. And but. don't forget, if you listen to that cannon fodder, uh, when we leveled up Umlo, Joe did give him a point in swim. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings you know. his swim up to... Joe, did you read the adventure? How did you think? <laughs> I, I go to the skid school of adventuring. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, it helps a lot to read the entire adventure ahead of time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to uh, disarm uh, or uh, take all the armor off of Lexington, all the markings, all that stuff, explain to him, like, if he gets into trouble, he can just split. Uh, but he's got to, like, lay low for a while in the in the woods here, and then... Um, Ain't no woods. And I'm gonna walk in, and I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take my <laughs> banner off of the lance, uh-huh. and I'm gonna take the lance. So I have this like spear, basically, uh, for Insane. underwater. It's yeah, that was great. <laughs> are you guys leaving anything with Lexington? Any gear? The bag of holding? Yeah. How can we? Are we I taking the we bag better. of holding? I think like we better. I'm taking the bag of holding. I, I have a light load with the bag of okay, holding, okay. which yeah, has yeah. nothing. It has no bearing mechanically yeah, on that's... my swim ability. Okay. So I'm taking everything. All right. So the next. Well, then I'm putting all the armor, Lexington's armor, everything in the bag. Put it all in the bag. And you can wear like armor without a uh, penalty check and swim just the same. Light armor, right? Right. <laughs> light armor. <laughs> this is absurd. So if you cast water breathing them on them the next day, that's going to give you what's your major's level? Eight. Eight. So you've got uh, 16, eight, 16 hours. hours. And so even bringing Umlo, you should have plenty of time. Yeah. Um, so you guys rest for the night. 
get Del- your H- if you Della have spends any like HP. The, the rest of the day studying and reading like reading her she's journal. never cast a spell before she's right she's never cast it before she's dipping into the knowledge pool the next day you guys wake up just like you're on vacation at the lake you wake up early <laughs> while the fish are jumping and you all take ten to wade out yeah. to the middle of this and you can see like the largest stones that make up whatever this one big structure that's still intact uh, is there are like less than a yard below the surface and now if you all take time you can see the entrance what looks like a cave entrance into the one building that's remaining of what was probably another once prosperous village and Della casts water breathing on all five of you. And, and we'll see you next week. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What are you talking about? The Glass Cannon Podcast is a powerhouse and tape production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.